This has been good, guys. Long time. It's been a minute. We started already. Yeah, let's go with you. It's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, it's been a minute, man. Mm. It's been a minute, been a pandemic minute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's there? Yeah. It's yeah. never ending, right? Bro, <laughs> bro, they're saying they're going to be let out soon, innit? We'll be let out, you know, to enjoy. Uh, no, it's true, man. They keep moving the goalposts, like they're treating us like a rabbit in a cage with carrots. Let's keep dangling, <laughs> let's dangle the carrot. That's why I say, that's why I say it's, it's a scamdemic. But mm. hey, that's that's a, that's a kind of worms you can open another day. Because trust me, man. No, we could listen. <laughs> that was going to the pandemic, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you brought Kwame and um, Isaac here to talk about the, 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 the pandemic. Listen, for a minute, yeah, they they had me feeling like Akon. They got me locked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to get out of this place. It's, it's mad. It's mad stalking. When I when I sit when I sit there and think about it, yeah, and I, and I see, I, I see this little roadmap they're putting it out to say when we're going to release everything. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking I can see these guys on the 22nd of June. 12 at night saying, yeah, you know, we've got to go into lockdown. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was there? Like, there was yeah. Some, some third wave BS that this, this and no, that. No, it's not up in Europe, isn't it? Listen. What, it's, yeah. it's peak in Didn't Europe? It? Yeah, it's going, bruv, there's a third wave in Europe, man. Yeah, man, I can see them doing But oh, how, does that, how does that make sense? They'll do it again this summer, I'm pretty sure, man. No, 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 you need to relax, bro. You don't need to put I, this I think, into the whole... I think the whole... Do you know why, right? Because I think, basically... I don't know if you, I don't I don't know if you clocked up. I think the whole agenda is to get everyone vaccinated. Yeah. Get, yeah. get a majority or at least the majority of UK vaccinated, mm. then they're like, okay, cool. Once they've hit their quota, alright, you guys can you know, go out and live. Oh, by the way, you can't do this unless you have this. <laughs> I, I can't lie, yeah. I'll take my vaccination, I'll wait for the next job. I'm trying to just live life. Let me get out of here. <laughs> oh, so go back to I respect you. But right. listen, my brother, my brother, yeah, mm. he keeps on sending me like, I'm not this conspiracy theory type of guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps on sending me these videos yeah, of these people who have taken this vaccine and they, they just just messed up. It looks oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, seeing yeah, someone yeah. like spazzing yeah. out and doing. It looks crazy. And you're hearing yeah. all this stuff about this person's getting blood clots and this vaccine's causing blood clots and this yeah, that and yeah, that. And yeah. I'm like, rock. When you when you like actually look at the history of vaccinations, yeah, we understand now. More often than not, it's taken years of studies. True. Yeah. Years of history, right. analysing the impacts, yeah. what it does to people. Mm. Yeah. This has taken less than a, a year. Yeah. Well. And they just, they, full force, like, whatever happens to people, we don't care, push that vaccine. Mm. <laughs> and there's different there's different vaccines as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, 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 is, 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 is this vaccine actually going to protect us? Because it's still not clear to, to me anyway. Because mm. people are saying they can get two doses, mm -hmm. yet they can still get the... Still get the yeah, but things. with any vaccination, it's not 100% in it. Yeah, right? it's, not yeah it's not. When we got a good gunner, but you have to get the yellow fever vaccination. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're immune from a yellow fever. You can still no. get yellow fever when you go. No, so what's, what's the difference between anymore now? Yeah, yeah, no, you do, you do, you do. You still need it, you still need a certificate, yeah. Because my parents got a little money thing, man. What's that? I got a little yellow book, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mine is expired, but I'm still keeping my passport. It lasts forever, it lasts forever, it lasts forever. So, you don't need to like go get another top up, but you just you need to have the certificate. Yeah. yeah, last time they wrapped me up. Oh, they. I got away last time. Actually. They see me, they're like, like yeah, go, yeah, you haven't got your. Just come into this room here. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Listen, I ended up paying something like twenty pound or I'm telling pound. you, it's a money thing. Literally, and they were like, yeah, boom. Then they stamped it and put for life. 
Swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rush. I say this. I say this bitch. I'm not saying this. Yeah, yeah. I closed it and went. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I was there, coming back, they asked me for it. Oh wow! And I'm like, yo. And oh, they're coming back. Coming back. I was pissed off early, bro. I'm just like, look, I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the way out. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, relax. They're trying to are, are you going to keep me here and then let me go? It doesn't make sense. Nah, man. Yeah. And, and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. We're just looking at one another. And we're just like, yo, it's in my, it's that certificate's in my bag. If you want me to go get it from my bag, it's already been, it's already been put in the airline. So what do you want me to do? He's looking at me, I'm looking at him. I'm just like, yo, I need to go in it. He's like, okay, next time, can you please relax? Like, you need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving if I had it I, I'm taking it back wherever I go anyway yeah that's it that's yeah. it man that's mad it's mad how do you, how do you guys how do you guys find um, see that when you go to Ghana yeah mm. how do you find the reception now with the Ghanaians the local Ghanaians because of this whole year of return and you know all this this big massive explosion of like celebrities and people flying to Ghana mm. How, how'd you guys because obviously you lot went recently innit? you lot went in 20 was you there last year you know, I was there like, I just came back oh yeah in you, Feb in February innit yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you <laughs> was there for months bro. Yeah, I was, I was in like true <laughs> <zone, mate. laughs> <laughs> man you're talking about long time ambassador ambassador I'm sorry guys I've been fronting like how can I be complaining about look I spent two months of it in the sunshine I'll tell you what right one of the YGP ladies Um, I won't say your name just in case right um, she's in Ghana right now, right? She's she's literally just like, look, I'm just gonna work remotely in Ghana mm. for like the, you know, the rest of the year, whatever, right? Mm. Easter holidays just went past, man. And she's like, oh man, oh, Easter's done now, I've got to go back to work. I'm like, yo, you're in Ghana, you know? Like, yeah, I'm going back to work, you know? Just I'll take a year, con- a life contract in Ghana to yeah, work there yeah, from yeah, home, like, yeah, that's yeah. calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, ter- in, 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 in relation to your question, um, yeah. Like when I was out there, I think it was a bit of a different vibe because the the year before was like there was people from a lot a lot jumping. of Americans mm. jumping and it was mad jumping it was mad peak <laughs> let's just say it was I mean it was to the point where there were so many different vibes that there was more than one option on any given night yeah it just it's just you were supposed to go. You were supposed to go. You were supposed to be there. You were supposed to go. It was like, I wasn't even there. No, no, I was there. I was there. You went. You went. I was there. Didn't you go? Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about. No, no, you was there. And wait, are we no, talking about 2021? No, 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 2020. Oh, 2020. 2020. Yeah, I was there. I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the reception now, yeah, with COVID, because obviously when you went, and you flew there. Mm. Uh, what, so hold on, you went this year, 2021? I went from 2020 to 2021. Yeah. So I went in early December of 2020. Oh, right. And then when I was there, came back. So, yeah. so what? How was, it, how was it? What was the difference there? Like, obviously, now with lockdown, like, was there clubs open? Was the New Year's yeah. the same? Or? Like, I believe the government realised that they couldn't just be locking things down in a time like Christmas because that's when the peas is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what people <laughs> need to check. Um, so what happened was, I noticed that I think come, what was it? Like it must have been mid January. Yeah. Then they started talking about enforcing lockdown, and all the chop bars, all the clubs, all the sports are shut. These times, like only a few weeks ago, for a solid three or four weeks, mm. everything was open, running as normal. Yeah. Mm. And I think there was an actual surge. There was an actual um, increase in the number of um, 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 infections. Infections, yeah, there was. Um, yeah, there was a rise in cases. And. I guess, I think, 
the numbers were definitely you could definitely see that the clubs were not as as packed as the year before okay. because yeah. obviously there's a lot of there was a lot of obstacles that had been put in place to get to Ghana when it came to traveling so mm-hmm. you had to get tests um, at your in your in your destination mm. oh, sorry testing in the place that you're leaving your and then yeah the home country and then test at Ghana yeah. in the airport all of which were were not cheap so like I think yeah, what, the, the Ghana test alone was like $150 yeah uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah, like if you if you in was, Dallas, course, it was yeah, yeah. If you took the whole like cost of you going to Ghana, like just testing wise, mm. it could be more than your ticket. Rah, <laughs> very much. I'm so. never thinking it's 150 Ghana cities. No, Dallas. They did well. They did well. They did well. Still, they drank. They 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 chopped nicely. And then in in UK, you obviously had to pay your your for your test here as well. Yeah, I know, right? So, so that's like a hundred and something pounds. It's, it's not like that, almost like nice just under three bills both ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that could easily so. be more than your ticket. That's oh, I'm telling you. So, so what you have to realize is only the people who truly like no had one, yeah, had to go and had the means to because a ticket in itself is quite expensive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, when yeah, you go yeah. to Ghana, you have to come with you're spending money. Yeah. You have family. Yeah. You've got, you know, take care of them, man. Stuff. Mm. So overall, the the, the 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 cost implication <laughs> of traveling during that pandemic, mm. it was like it put off a lot of people, and I thought mm. that translated in the amount of people we saw mm. in the country at the time. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, it makes sense, man. Because yeah. if you're spending like, let's say, for average cost to go to Ghana, it's like what six hundred pounds for like a decent economy class ticket, mm. yeah. and then you've now spent like three hundred, three hundred on going like testing. That's a good. That's yeah, a that's yeah, a grind yeah. in a bit. Like, when, you, when you land, you're like rah. You know what? Yeah, you're like rah. I'm holding to that. You know, thinking, but you know what? I might not have to go out, Ray. I might have to yeah, go to my house. Yeah. And then you've got the visa cost as well. So yeah, so I feel yeah, I think last the last Christmas was cool, it was an, it was a vibe. Believe you me, I'd rather be there than I think the less you say about that the But yeah, it wasn't like let's just say it wasn't like the year of return yet. That's 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 what I would I would take from it. But it was still popping, like I heard like even you had like Nigerians flying in because Nigerian clubs were closed and Yeah, now Nigerians were enforcing their lockdown. Didn't Burner Boy and Davido get into a fight or something like that? Yeah, it was crazy, actually. There's a lot there's a few things that happened. But yeah, I think because, like, for instance, as Adrian mentioned, Nigeria had... They were actually enforcing their lockdown. They had a curfew, I think, by 12 or something. They were locked up. Everything shut. Yeah. Yeah, I um, saw some videos, yeah. So a lot of people... I saw some videos. Yeah, I saw one... Did you see a video of that guy that got locked into the, in the club? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he was holding it hostage. Right. This guy said, listen, I'm just here to, like... I'm just going to have fun, man. I don't want to get shot. Hey! Hey! There's, there's, there's a policeman packing with an AK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna start really dancing, you know? Yeah, yeah, making them dance with the bullets. That's crazy, man. But it's the, and that's the thing with, with me, yeah? Because what, even now with Ghana, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of um, the African Americans are there now, quite a lot of them. Like Queen of Fuwa's there, I know. Um, um, so many of them, man. So a lot of them are and literally. The Canadians as well. <clears throat> Canadians as well, yeah, they've all gone out recently. Mm. So I'm just thinking to myself, like with us, yeah? And the diaspora, like, how do you see us going back? Because basically, I was chatting to my friend over there, and she's saying to me, "Wow, Ghana 
and Jamaica, there's now a direct flight in it. Mm. Wow. You can go there without a visa, isn't it? Between the two countries. That's, that's literally. That's, yeah. that's been around for a while, though. Like no, I haven't seen that recently. No, 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 no. It's been recently. Yeah, that's a recent. Any, no. Anywhere in the islands, you'd have to fly to Europe to go into. Oh, oh as in flying. Yeah, so, so from Jamaica directly to Ghana. Okay. Oh, sorry, because I'm talking about the visa, the whole oh, visa. Okay. Like, you didn't oh, yeah. the visa. Yeah, yeah, the visa thing, thing, yeah. Been two, three years. I think it's been around two, three years. Yeah, 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 yeah. when, when, when um, Crawford came into power, I remember that's yeah. what he, um, yeah. that's yeah, what he, he did, yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah, he went yeah. there, yeah. So essentially, but so obviously... So Jamaican's flying in now. Yeah, well, she was saying to me that what she don't want to happen is all the badness from Jamaica to fly into Ghana. Really? Oh, wow. Because she's thinking about in the sense of if a Jamaican man can see that everyone from London or the UK and America is in Ghana, and Ghana obviously right now is one of the fastest growing, you know, one of one of the in in, in Ghana economies right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are we going to get all the the nonsense from Jamaica it's a, it's a, coming it's over a, into you know you know Ghana as well? Like, at the same yeah. time, like I think the <clears> thing is like when you think about those things, people that are on that kind of team don't normally leave their, their, where they're at. It's true. Unless yeah, there's a ripe true. opportunity. That's true. Yeah. Like, you're not going to leave where you're at or you're already eating to come to somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's start, it's start fresh I, again. It's not you're always going to get people that are on, like, whatever they're on, isn't it? Mm, but mm, mm. at the same time, like, that's... The, and also, that's part of the media perception of what Jamaicans are like. Mm. True. Yeah, yeah, Jamaicans yeah. are not like that. Yeah, yeah it's true, it's true, true, yeah. true. That's facts. But obviously, for her, she was just seeing it as in... Because she's very conscious of that, in a sense of, like, Ghana right now. It looks like Ghana and Gambia, like, West Africa right now. Mm. It seems like it's going to be that that breeding hub for new opportunities yeah. for the youth in the next 10 years. Mm. And it will slowly spread. I mean, I'm not trying to say East Africa hasn't got it. I know... Um, East Africa's popping. <clears throat> it's popping as well, yeah. Mm. But I know the limelight is heavily on West Africa yeah, right now. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, and it's like, looking at all that stuff there, for me, I think to myself, you know, like, do you guys think to yourself at some point, like, what are we doing? Like, really, what are we doing what, here? Here, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time, time bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you mean? All all every time. day, every blessed day, I'm like, why? When, time, when I look bro. at that grey sky, yeah. and I realise, Chey, back home, there's sunshine daily. Yeah, yeah. I wonder to myself, bro. what am I doing? But, do you, but like, in terms of, like, like, all right, so then why, why don't we move back then? Why don't we move back tomorrow? Feel it, feel it. And also, bro, we're set up in the system here, then. Like, yeah. We've established ourselves in the system. Mm. Yeah. And right. creature comforts, I feel like. We, we kind of, like, we, we, we have our, our creature comforts. We, we know what we like. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily going to be able to replicate that, or you might be able to replicate that in in Ghana, but it's going to cost you, and mm -hmm. maybe there isn't the financial means to live that. that. You see, that's that's what I want to touch on. That mindset, yeah. Mm. Like, do you think that is safe to think like that? In the sense of like, raw, you know what? Over here, I've got my Uber Eats. Let's look at average normal person. I've got my Uber Eats. Mm. Yeah. I rave and party on the weekend. Yeah. Boom, and I've got my job. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. Ghana has all that as well. Right, but yeah, then yeah. essentially, is it helping the country? What do you mean? If a lot of us will all come over now, now with that mindset of trying to live like how we live in London, in no, Ghana. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't help. It wouldn't but help. It, here's the thing, isn't it? Everything, like, you have to, you're always going to have to move forward and change things. Mm. Um, now, obviously, if we go there with our mindsets, yes, it wouldn't help. But then at the same time, it might change things in a different direction. Because mm -hmm. obviously, when you go there, like you might have your thoughts. Like whenever we go there, we have our thoughts on what we want to do. Of mm. course, everybody. But we don't always get to do everything we want to do when we go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. it's like people always complain. That. I always hear people complain about oh, the Chinese, the this, yeah, the Lebanese. Yeah. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, guess what? They're there. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> and it's facts. They're actually on the ground. At least I went to school. There. I went to school with Lebanese, and I went to school with Chinese people. Mm. Morning Star in Ghana. Are you in school in Ghana? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I lived. I lived in Ghana before, so I think that's why this whole moving to Ghana thing for me is a lot easier. 
because actually you know, my parents there and I've lived there as well. So, so would when you I make the move soon? It's obviously it'll be a lot more um, seamless for me. Did you so you went to secondary school there or was it primary school? Secondary school. Secondary school because yeah. that's the that's the idea I got for my son. That's what I want to do. I want to bring him in mm. secondary because I don't try I, the state school here personally for me. I don't think anyone learns anything, which is how I'm coming from. I mean, can you lot remember anything from I'll school put, that you learned? Put a Ghanaian secondary school against a, a UK secondary school and, oh and, and test their knowledge. You'd be surprised mm. how I much the Ghanaian knows more than the, the, the knowledge. The knowledge gap between the two countries is, is amazing. Just yeah. put, pull it this way, right? When I moved to Ghana in 2001, I went to kind of, I did my three years there, form one, form two, form three, is mm. like year seven, year eight, year nine, mm. a little bit higher, right? Um, I went to Ghana not really being smart, not really serious with education. I came back a flipping geek. Like I was talking about maths, English, science all the time. Like our family, like sending my cousins for I was crazy. Like I was proper a geek. I was proper geeked out. Mm. And the thing I loved about going to school in Ghana mm. is that, um, well, at least with um, the, the private school, the private schools out there, mm. is that everyone's really, every, at least at the time, everyone's really competitive with studying. So, like, when you have exams and stuff coming out and whatever, people are really, like, studying hard to see who can come out on top. top yeah. So, yeah. like, you actually see, like, when the exam, the results come out and stuff, you actually see, like, a register of, like, who came and what, who came what position on each subject. Mm. So, I remember I remember one time that like, I came second <coughs> in social studies in, 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 the garden, in the school in Ghana, right? And I remember the social studies teacher saying in Ghana, right? This guy, he came from UK to come and kick your ass in this subject. And he can't even do well. I know, I'll never forget that, man. Because yeah. I remember I studied hard for that. There's yeah. a different attitude towards education in, it is. in, in, it is. in Africa anyway. Because it's, it's a privilege, they see it as. Mm. But I think because we get free education here, yeah, we, yeah. we kind of trivialise it. We, don't, we, don't take, we take it for granted. Yeah. But mm. there, especially if you're going to somewhere like Morningstar or one of those those kind of private schools and stuff where you pay heavy fees. Yeah. <laughs> probably People, heavy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be higher. Compared to my time. People are going to take it seriously because, you know, money... I know, obviously, recently we had the introduction of free HSS. Mm. Um, but even still, like, people are seeing education as a, as a means to escape extreme poverty. poverty yeah. We don't really have yeah. mad poverty here like they do in Africa. There's so. also competition in it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's competition as well. Yeah, because they don't see things. It's not like uh, like here, it's like you can go to school and people just don't be bothered. Like, you don't go to... You know, what I it's see sad, probably, right? We don't see it as a privilege like, here. Do, 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 do you feel like... Mm. Because for me, yeah? Yeah. It's like I thought about the other day and I said to myself, you know what? I was watching um, one guy called Dan Pena, I think. He's one of them... Dan, Dan Pena, yeah, Pena, he's, yeah. He's, he's like he mentors a lot of those billionaires Dan, in America. Dan Locke, all these, yeah, like he's one of those entrepreneurs, what have you, yeah. And um, he was saying something to Vlad. He was on Vlad TV. It was an old interview, but he was saying to Vlad that look, I ain't passing down nothing to my children in wow. terms of like you know inheritance. riches inheritance. Okay. So Vlad's like, like, bro, like what's the point of you doing what you're doing? Isn't it? <laughs> and he said, you got to look at the amount of rich children that f it up, that fuck it's it up. True. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, like, it's true. Because they don't value like you're saying. They don't value what they have. So essentially, he's going to put his children through the same sort of struggle that he went through, yeah. but this time it's controlled. So for example, all right, cool, you live in a big house, you have the cars and whatnot, but you're broke. Mm. <laughs> I ain't going to be giving you money. <laughs> you know what's there? Like, you got to work for your money. You, you have, have money. money. You know? I have money. I have money. So, yeah. and at first I was thinking, I that. that's peak, but then I thought, you know no, what? It makes sense. It makes, because yeah, if, if you look at, if you look at it right now. does the same thing. Like, think about it right now. Look at our, look at us here, mm. yeah. And he, and you look at the like you said. Look at the Ghanaians. The Ghanaians over there are thinking, huh? You don't have an Uber Eats that brings the food to you while you study. 
My friend, you have washing machine, dryer. I'm not trying to say Ghana doesn't have these things, but mm. we're talking about the average Ghanaian. <clears throat> yeah. That naturally would wash their clothes, hand wash their clothes, walk to school. Mm. We've yeah. got Uber. So in their head, I'm thinking, do you reckon, yeah, there'll be a point in time where we will go over there and we will swap mindsets? So in the sense of like, we might then turn around and realise, raw, you know what, it's actually hard living in Ghana because essentially man can't consistently have what I have in Europe. Yeah. But then, they, them in Ghana will be like, "Raw, look at all these British boys coming to bring all this stuff over here. Da, da, we're going to embrace it." Mm. Do you some, It's something that that guy Jesse Jesse Israel said. Um, Vanessa Cammy interviewed him. That uh, okay. model guy. He's in Ghana now. Build it like you know. He's got land and stuff like that. Oh right. right, okay, cool. I mean, she's and, done so many interviews. And he was saying that he feels with technology and the way things are going, it's good. But also, we need to be careful that we don't oh, yeah, destroy yeah, yeah, yeah. the natural culture yeah. of how Ghana is. So you know, like walking yeah, to certain like, places and. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of things that we we who come from the diaspora will be able to bring that will benefit the country. Mm. But we also have to be mindful of the bad things that we want to leave here that we don't mm. want to bring in on. It's right. like that the fast the everything getting everything quick, yeah. um, and not not always looking at the way in which we can circumvent the process. Like we we want we we, we like our food fast. We want, we want everything fast. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Ghana, mm-hmm. it's more relaxed, more laid back. Yeah, more natural for starters because mm. you're not processing foods. You're not you're not living off of microwave meals and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, 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 Stuff yeah. is getting grown. Yeah. So like we want to leave that mindset of the let's say microwave dinner mindset, mm. and then come to the natural mindset. Yeah. This is the thing. But do you feel like because uh, let me let me give an example. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I went to Ghana now and I must have left like I think it was um, one iPhone charger or whatever on a mic, a microwave and some other stuff for my cousin and that yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's now I come back and it was like my other cousin was like, look, you see, you see, she hasn't stopped using this this microwave, consistently using this thing. Did it? So in my head, I said to myself, can you imagine if we literally come over here now mm. and it literally reverses in the sense of because remember we're not all of us because a lot of us are coming just to chill and mm. relax, which is cool, but there's some of us that are actually coming to make change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Even if it's just having like, you know, people like Wadi Maya and Vanessa Canby that do the YouTube channels to show people there's a better side to Ghana. Yeah. There is someone that's going to follow behind that maybe and say, oh, you know what, maybe I can invest in there sort of buying a property over here or, you know. But essentially, what is the plan? Because one thing I spoke to my dad about the other day was, what was the plan when you guys came over here? Yeah, that's true. Well, their plan was not to stay in it. A lot of them won. Yeah. yeah, a lot of their plans were not to stay. But they, like, but they, but they, but they stayed. They got, they got, they got stuck, stuck in the system. system. You see that? And that's yeah. what I'm talking about. What you wanted, which was the different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You put us in school, education and whatnot. Mm. But for the result, no one's really happy. Yeah. In oh. fact, you're, you're, you're working towards a point like, like I was saying to my dad, I haven't met anyone in your generation mm-hmm. that has fully retired off pension. Mm-hmm. Like they've retired off pension and they've not got back to gone back to do work anywhere, not even part time work. Mm-hmm. But there's still that aspect of oh, I've got to have something on the side. I've got to do a part time mm. here and there. Yeah. So for me, <coughs> I was thinking to myself, what are we going to be going to Ghana to do essentially as diasporans? Because there is a wave of fun, there is a wave of party and whatnot, which is cool. Yeah. Mm. And we have the right to enjoy our country. Yeah. yeah. But then. At the same time, we don't want to be just only enjoying our country yeah, without yeah. repairing it because there's some serious issues that have gone on back serious there. Issues, yeah. Yeah. Serious issues where you can see anyone past, from my observation, a lot of people, not all, but anyone past the mentality, like the age group of like 30, the mentality is a bit different. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, the poverty's hit them to a point where, you know, if they could sell their mum, 
to an extent, if it, if the price was right. It's not the capitalism that we're, they're living. Right, yeah. you see where I'm coming from. So if we're going to introduce capitalism over there... Mm. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, even that. It is there. It is there, but I feel like... Like... Behind, we know. I feel it's there, but I feel like it's still at a point, it's it's at such an infancy that it's still at a point where it can be changed. Like, here, I believe it's so intrinsic to this the way that they that this this system has been set up. Capitalism is, is the foundation, the bedrock, it's not going to change. Mm. But I feel like in Ghana or Africa, there's still opportunity to take what's been done incorrectly in mm. other places and then learn from that and do some do something a bit different and evolve from the way things have been mm. in a way that it's not always a zero-sum game where one has to lose in order for one to gain. Mm, that mm, we can mm. we can incorporate systems where it can be a win-win situation. Mm. But it's going to take people having a mindset and a desire to want to operate in that way yeah. before that can work. Like here, the rich... like This, whole, this pandemic has even even exacerbated the situation even more that in the in the sense that the rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer. It's I think true. Mm. I think that's the, that's the, I think that's the, the the general result across most of the Western world. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. We need if we if we want if we want to see a future for Ghana or a future for Africa, we need to find a way that we're not having these these situations where people have to profit from others, and one gains and the other and one loses in order for there to be transactions or there to be an economy. Like we need an economy where it's, uh, uh, where it's, I don't want to use science, but symbiotic, where they <laughs> they, they they support and run. Right, with the same thing, live, yeah. Yeah, they live and support yeah. one another equally. Mm. Because, That's what I think. Yeah, because for me, my, um, the way I'm seeing it is when I go back, I'm going to do like, I'm going to just pretend like I'm a tourist, you know, I want to observe the situation, people, and just the mentality of Ghanaians there. Because as much as I've gone there and I stayed there, I haven't lived there. Yeah. And mm. it's a difference to, you know, when your uncle knows that, oh, you're coming here for a few weeks to actually stay and he knows you're here permanently. His attitude might change and be like, bro, you're okay, cool. Differently, bro. Yeah, now you're here permanently, bro. This is what I want from Wait, you. Wait, hold on, sorry. Mm. Before we go, quick question. Yeah. Does everybody on this table plan to move to Ghana permanently? That's one, one question bro. I wanted to. Yeah. Yes. So you're saying yeah? 100 percent Yes. Yeah. I'll probably be mixed and match. You wanna be 50 yeah, mixed and match? Yeah, I'll be mixed and match. I'm I'm hundred percent. Okay. I'm hundred percent. I wanna I'm be there in. too. I'm all in. Yeah. So alright, we all we all know off the bat, the, the premise of well the, the foundation of this of this conversation is we all wanna go back to Ghana. Mm. Now we wanna know if we're going back to Ghana, what is it we wanna do in Ghana, right? Mm. How do we want Ghana to be or what do we wanna to bring to Ghana when we go back is the question I guess. I, I guess for me I want, even before I have my son, I want to actually help the mentality of the people grow to know what's in them mm. and what's around them. So, for example, you know, you've got people that would have, like, a Moringa tree just literally in their community, yeah? Just say, for example, that there'll be probably be a few of them. And they don't, they just walk past it day in, day out and not think to themselves that, raw. like, maybe if I was to, during the season, dry some of these herbs, mm. you know, um, converting because it's not even that hard I've done the process myself at home literally you can dry it dry it in the sun mm. once you dry it in the sun it gets all sort of you know crispy and whatever you can actually blend it into a powder beautiful yeah and then you can bag that up and then you can turn around and say Ra you know what do you have anyone in London that wants to buy them because when you buy a Moringa let's just say what um, what, pack, what pack is this what's the like 160 gram yeah of that 
in Holland and Barrett's, you're looking at at least 12, 13, 14 pounds. Of Moringa. Moringa. And we and don't even know where that's... in somebody's Marker. backyard. Right. Marker. Wow. The goat's eating from The goat's benefiting. Yeah. You know oh. there? The goat's benefiting that's, more that's than right. man. Western marker, this is the crazy thing. Look at Coco, right? Mm. Coco, right? Mm. Um, well, I heard Ghana make, what is it? They generate how many billion dollars from it? I think, I think it's five billion or something. Five to seven billion dollars yeah. a year from cocoa exports, whatever. Mm. But in the Western world, generates just under 200 billion from it. What? Staggering figures. Well, because we we've been pro- we've not like at the value, right? We just we've been doing so much for production exportation. So yeah. that the processing has not been done like, in Ghana. So when you're yeah. only doing, so when you're only shipping the for world products, then mm. you're not gonna you're not gonna benefit from the process. Of mm. course, yeah. Right? See, they add the value to it. Yeah. Of course, that's that's where the extra money will come from. So then, all right, let's just but say, why but, can't Ghana add their value? But it's great because now we're starting to see Ghana chocolate factories. Yeah. Yeah. We know the value. Great. Yeah, we know the value yeah. when we're yeah. getting into the corner shop. Just and we're King's seeing, Bites, eh? Yeah. Right. Right. Just King's Bites. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? King's Bites been there for too long. Now we're starting to see some. No, there's some more refined products coming. Yeah, and I think that's that. And 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 coming to your original question about when when diasporans are coming coming to Ghana what they going to bring yeah. I think bringing that perspective of trying to refine and produce or process our raw goods rather than being exporters of raw products that mm. we've always been since and then import the finished goods yeah uh, yeah yeah and then that's what that's what even if you look at the balance of payments is if you're always exporting the raw product and then you're importing the um, the finished products. You're always going to be poor. You're going to be like it's, it's mm, a recipe for. Yeah. Like, you, imagine, imagine like let's let's try and equate it to our, our lives. Imagine, um, let's let's think of an example of if we had something where we was giving it giving out something raw, mm-hmm. and then buying it back when it's been finished up. But, like mm. there's no there's and there's no no scenario where you can export something raw, and then be importing it processed where you're going to be. Oh, better off. Yeah, like, there's no example of that. Yeah, because it's it's it was weird for me to even hear with Jamaica that my brethren was like they import patties. <laughs> what? No, that's a lie. With, with Ghana, what? they import chopped tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Tin chopped no, tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. In my head, I was thinking, wow, why can't we? The we back of my tomatoes. uncle's house, it, it, it'll be a tomato. It will naturally. Just but, right. and there's also there's other there's also other systems in place to make it so that you you need to now. Oh, it's like if you go into like W or if you go into certain trade agreements, mm. they're gonna expect you to now also be buying some of the agricultural products from some of these company uh, countries. Mm. So because of that, it's like oh yeah, you will have your own. Like for example, we still import rice, but we have Ghanaian rice there. But yeah. then it's also cheaper to purchase for the local person on the ground. It's cheaper for you to purchase the imported rice than you is for you to um to buy the one that's been made in, the, in your country because it's the like, one that's been made in the country is not at a high demand. It's not also that, but it's also if you've had like if you've had subsidies on the rice that's been made outside your country, mm. then you're it's subsidized. So that mm. means the governments of those foreign countries are supporting and in, investing in those rice producers yeah. of their oh, their industries. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, yeah, to pop up the, their farmers. Yeah. So their farmers get the benefit. Wait, hold on. Do we grow rice in Ghana? Yeah, we grow so rice. So much rice. I know that. When I, you know, one of my things when I come back from from Ghana, I bring like at least twenty kgs worth of rice True. because really? the rice the rice that we produce here, yeah, a lot of it's been imported from like the Far East, and it's mm. it's got it's got preservatives, it's got additives yeah. to yeah. preserve I'll it. I've seen it. Because, yeah, because like this this stuff has to stay on shelves for months yeah, yeah. and yeah. I don't know how long it takes it's to get from true. China to, to our country so true. but the Ghana rice now yeah. they're not adding all those preservatives because more, more time is for the indigenous market so it's produced mm. bagged up mm. and they're, then they're putting it out there for mm. people to buy 
So I, for my health benefits, believe we as, as Ghanaians need to be producing our own, consuming our own rice. Mm. Just for the fact that we care about our health alone. Yeah. Even mm. if it costs yeah. more. Yeah. Most of the people are poor. And that's where, it's, that's where it becomes tough. And this is what I'm talking about. Because what we just said right now actually makes sense as a plan. Mm. So like he's saying about, you know, what Kwame's saying about the whole, um, you know, subsidies and whatnot. And, and just naturally buying imported stuff because it comes with the contract. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, oh, we've got to get rid of the Chinese man and we can work and negotiate a better contract. Mm. Yeah. So I can sit at the table instead of, you know, a, a Kwaku or, or whatever and then say, look, I know what you're up to. Them products that you're importing into our country, we naturally grow it. Mm. So we're not going to take those products if that's part of the deal. In fact, what we're going to do is, if you guys are going to produce your products here, yeah, let's just say like the contracts peak because you know these governments already they probably sold them to how many of these contracts? So many. We want to negotiate where we hire Ghanaian workers. Simple. Mm. Because a lot of the time you find that with Chinese companies, not all, but those that come and build like the building construction, they will hire or they will get people from China in, in from their prisons. They will empty out their prisons. <laughs> no, those no. that are doing like live sentences. And That's why they come and do madness in our countries. Right. Because they're criminals. Because yeah. the people that you see I'm coming from, you're not yeah. actually, if they were to send the actual top class Chinese man there, mm. cool, you may still get a bit of classism and racism and whatever, but there'll be a bit more understanding and respect mm. and a bit more, they're sending in the lower level. But this is, this goes down to like us actually, our government's actually being held accountable. Mm. Like, mm. there's one thing that I think that we can bring is transparency. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the need for transparency in all these contracts that are being signed. Yes, we everybody has their own kind of personal point of view about them, mm. but we don't actually know what the terms of the contracts are. Mm. Yeah, 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 we yeah, need yeah, to actually know yeah. what the terms of the contracts it's are. True. Yeah. Um, and also, like, for example, you're talking about um, negotiating with um, different, like, with China, China or the USA. At the end of the day, if you look at Ghana in comparison to China or Audi, we're not a big country. Mm. Yeah. So if you're going to the negotiating table, I, from my point of view, is we need to go as a bigger block. So mm. that, for example, if like for example, if you look at the EU, for example, mm. um, if if they're going to negotiate with just Germany or France, it's or let's say for example even Portugal, mm. it's like nobody will go and just negotiate with Portugal because Portugal is a tiny country. Mm. But if you go as the EU now, you're going as a block. Mm. So you have a lot more leverage behind you. So if Echoers was, was yeah. to sit at the table mm. and negotiate with, because China's probably got contracts in all over West Africa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. So, so if the, if, and that's and that's the thing. What you're saying is, and I and I agree with that. And that's why I feel like the transparency. That that that's a key word. Yeah? You know, it's definition podcasting. We're going to put <laughs> the definition of transparency on there. Because I feel like yes. that's the problem with. The people in Ghana versus the... Because remember, a lot of the leaders, they went to school here. They studied here. They know mm. here. But the people don't. So what mm. the people do is they, they're not, they not getting the fact of that raw, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not trying to say that... Um, like, I can't be saying, obviously, they're poor. I'm not trying to say that they, they don't struggle. But it, there is other ways they can make money. Yeah. Whilst... Because remember, Ghana... One thing I learned about Ghana, in terms of starting a business and getting people in, it, it can happen fast. If there's money. If there's money, it can happen very, very fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's there? Yeah. Like, no, money can make money if you can <laughs> like, play it. But it's like, you know what's there? But it's like, like if we all, say we all put in, say we all put into collectively, yeah, let's just say 30 grand and we started a car wash. Mm. Yeah. But because we understand the, the the nature of how Ghanaians may see us, although we're Ghanaian, they may like, look at these, you know, buggers or whatever, yeah, mm. or bronies. We can brand it in that 
fashion so it promotes that for them to come and wash their car there do you see what i'm coming from mm. we can also look at logistics and say all right if normally when a man comes to wash his car um he's always with his child or, or his wife or whatever you know like them times we used to get a haircut after yeah. church or before church mm. but your mum would just literally leave it at the barber just go yeah, go, go and do what she's shops, doing go shopping and do yeah, whatever to the market and right why not create a playroom or a space where you know kids can actually come sit down you don't have to have like you know um anything major going on but it could just be like a room for them to socialize and whatever have a barber shop all as one unit within <laughs> this car wash that's mad still that's mad you see it I, I, that's one idea i'm releasing you know i'm going to trade my idea with you and then we we're flying over there and we're like bro we can we can get the rental that we're taking out our own cars out there wash at the same time get your hair done get your mm. hair cut at the same time chop as well because obviously and that's the thing about ghana the food oh the food the food is so bro it, it's mm. accessible everywhere bro yeah it's so damn good bro i mean kick oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he's in a giant trust me <laughs> You see it is, it's still in his system. Yeah, right there. Bro, he's still, still, still there. Three months like, of enjoyment. <laughs> just like, oh, it's still oh, there. No, I, I feel you. You see what I'm coming from? Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking, right, like, the education side of it, it doesn't actually have to be a thing where we've got to go there with books or whatnot. We can literally just locate communities just like us mm-hmm. and just chat with them. I, would even, I was even thinking I want to take Definition Podcast to Ghana at some point hey. where I could actually sit with local people and that, you know like how Link Up TV will go up on the road and they will, like Harry Pinero will go and interview yeah. people and whatnot. <laughs> Imagine doing that in Ghana, but in the sense of you're chatting to people about, about um, you know, things that are, um, um, you know, needed in their community. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you yeah. say to one, one sister and say, look, why go for the lighting? Mm. What do you mean why go for the lighting? The lighting, da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, but do you understand the process of getting lighting? Mm. Have you not gone yeah. to your MPs and looked at the process of trying to get the lighting sorted? Mm. Oh, we haven't, but you know, they're not gonna, yeah, right. But then if you haven't done it, do you see what I'm coming from? It's a Ghanaian mentality, yeah. Yeah. right? It's but just... I think there needs to be more. I feel like the the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian um, generation, like us, our generation, mm. and, 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 yeah, or even below us, mm. and, and the diaspora have a lot more in common because of the fact that we've got technology where information can be shared. Mm. But I feel like we still need to be having dialogues because they're in a system where, like, me and my brother was was getting into this with, with people like taxi drivers whatever about why are the gutters open mm. and these people are trying to justify it so, oh, look, look look the fact is the, the gutters should not be open but there's no sewage system you know but the thing is just why, why is it that every new road they're constructing they're going to construct with, with the gutter open that like, at least if, you, if, if you're going to construct new roads yeah. like try and start with the basis of all right we're going to build this new road let's do it with the gutters closed so that every road there onwards will have closed gutters. Before you know, when you come to you know repair an old road that has an open gutter, you just cover the gutter. Mm. Then you close all gutters, and then we don't have any issues with open sewage or people throwing Rubbish, plastics yeah. into the That's into the gutter or point, yeah. uh, creating breeding grounds for mosquitoes. Like people getting malaria. Like there's so many implications of having your gutters open. Mm, mm. But because I suppose there's there's just a thousand and one other things that these people are going through. Mm. Open guys is kind of low on their list of priorities. Yeah, but yeah, for me, yeah. these are things that need as, they need to be addressed. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, and what you're, you know what you're saying is true because that does, I, I do look at that and think to myself, you're you're you're, you're parking the Range Rover. Your car's so nice. Next to the Banku chop bar, uh, with the gutter open. Yeah. 
And literally, if you're not careful, you might just fall into the You could like, easily just, you know. Just happened. Bro, yeah. that's that. No, no, no safety is deep. But I've seen, I've been so scared of falling into that gutter. I know that I've jumped gutters. Bigger than no I've reason. jumped before for no reason. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. You know what's there? Like I've seen the gutter bigger than this table, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna make it because I'm not gonna jump in that. I'm gonna jump in that. Car, it, it, it could be mad for you after. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what? You don't know what's in there. Trust me, bro. And and for me, I sit there and I think to myself, it's a mentality because people in Ghana do have the money, they just don't have the mindset. Because mm. that's what I'm learning now. Because even like with like what Myers um, videos and stuff that I've been seeing, he's been interviewing that guy, man, that Gambian boy. What's his name again? Oh. Um, Is it the guy with um, Cheddar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, not, not I, Jacob I, I Caesar, the other one. The other one, the one he's with, Samuel. I Samuel, even Samuel yeah. yeah. So he, he's he's like one of them sort of, I wouldn't even call him a revolutionary because I don't think he's on that revolutionary stuff in terms of that, but he's on really, he's on a really, really uh, conscious mindset of, yeah. you know, working with diasporans and mm-hmm. having the, the African mind, you know, opened up to certain things. So yeah. for me, it's like, even with someone like him, you can have a conversation, that's cool. You can do a podcast. What's the follow-up? Yeah. What's the practical? Sure. What's what the practical? Gonna, what are we going to do from here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if it's a thing where, like I was, I was talking to my friend today and she was saying, I was saying to her, because she does, she used to do teaching and whatnot. Yeah. And I was saying to her, what I'm finding in Ghana is that, you know, you can actually help influence the curriculum a little bit more easier than over here. Mm. Okay. Do you see I'm coming from? So maybe that could be an avenue that we could say, might we can get that gambling word to come over mm. and do maybe a few sessions in like the primary school sort of, as long as we donate some money towards that school, we can turn around and say, look, like, remember, a lot of them don't really need that much. Like, you can turn around and see someone that ain't even got a shelter mm. or they haven't even got books or whatever. Maybe donating that, you can say, look, if I'm giving you X amount, to, you know, to cover your building so that when it rains, you don't have to use palm trees or whatever. <laughs> Not in a disrespectful way. Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay if we could bring this guy in to teach you a lot about X, Y, and Z? Mm.